Bible to the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 5. And I know what you're thinking. What's that guy doing here today? He lied to us. He told us Steve Butler would be here preaching, and here he is. I do that to find out when the cats away, do the mice play? Well, some do, seems like. On a serious note. I was prepared for surgery on Wednesday. I was as clean on the outside as I've ever been in my life. Washing with some kind of disinfectant stuff that come from the pharmacy from head to toe. Had to do it twice that day. I mean, fingernails, we're talking sparkling clean. I squeak when I walk. Then my surgeon called. Finest surgeon that saved my life now, twice. Dr. Allen and Baptist East, you're an angel. God used you to save my life again. For all the right reasons, she canceled surgery. That's all I can tell you. And I praise God today that he closed the door, boom, just like that. And where do we go from here? I'm still working on it. But I know one thing. When she canceled that surgery, I had a peace in my heart that I haven't had in years. Just an integration of the soul and the spirit of God. That's holy ground when that happens to you. Don't happen every day. It's holy ground. And so I said, Doctor, can I pray for you now? And she cried on the other side of the phone. So, Doc, have a great vacation next week. And next Sunday, I'm going to preach about your right to rest on July the 4th. Because that's what the next commandment is all about. Does that make sense to y'all? Would you join me in giving thanks and praise to God for his intervention, closing doors, and using honest doctors who have integrity that say, you ain't bad off yet. You ain't that bad off yet. Go live your life. I do have another doctor. When he walks in the room, you know how they come? They knock on the door, they walk in the room. He looks at me and he goes, oh, you're still alive. <laughs> Let's give glory to God today in reading his word. Chapter 5, verse 11. Before we do that, I'm going to ask you to stand in the honor of reading God's word. For some reason, it just so important right now. Melissa, thank you for singing about the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read it together. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name 
in vain. Father, thank you for your word that intervenes to give us your blessing, your wisdom, and your guidance. Thank you for your word that's not trying to hurt us, but is trying to heal us and help us along this journey of faith. And in our journey of faith, Lord, we seek to understand you. Help us to do that just a little bit more through today's message from your word. It's your sermon, Lord. Take it and run with it. In Jesus' name we all say, Amen. Be seated, please. As you're being seated, I want to ask you, what is your name? Your first name. And all together at the same time, I'm going to ask you to say your name on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. I got it. I got it. I know what your name is. If you are a believer, your name is Beloved. 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 That's who you are and that's your name in the scripture. And if you ever wonder who you are and where you come from and what life's all about, uh, you don't have to go to Ancestry.com. That company is worth $4.5 billion. Wow, can you imagine? It sold two years ago for $4.5 billion. Have a hard time grasping a thousand. Can't imagine a billion. People wanted to know, who am I? Where did I come from? What are my roots? Who are my ancestors? What is it about my name? Why was I given the name I have been given? It seems that in today's population, that tends to be the question. And God begins to help us understand who we are by telling us who He is. And that's the beginning of our message today. First of all, the name of God is holy. The name of God is holy. And what does holy mean? Sacred. Holy means sacred. This uh, commandment that we just read is stated in a very negative way. If I could restate it using the RSV, it, sa it says, You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Why? Because it is holy and it is sacred. God is not to be used for personal gain. God's name is not to be used like Santa Claus. God's name is not to be used for preacher prophet from the pulpit. Talking about P, P, and P again. Preacher prophet from the pulpit. I could say to the media that's listening today by camera, the thousands that are listening today, Send in your offering, get the free book, all that kind of stuff. And I look so humble and I look so nice in front of the television. And then I go live in my mansion. I really believe that upsets the Lord. Friends, be careful about using God's name as a curse word. I will not leave you unpunished, he said. You will not get by. I will hold you accountable. 
I will hold you accountable for using my name for personal profit. And I think we need to be all need to be careful about OMG on Facebook. Oh my goodness, it's not a large G. It's a small G. Be careful. God's name is sacred. God's name is to be worshipped. He is, it is the highest honor that we can afford to the Lord our God. Isaiah was in the temple worshiping the Lord when the king died. And he said, I saw the Lord sitting in his throne, lofted and exalted with a train of smoke, filling that worship center wherever it was. And the angels spoke of who God was, that he was holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. And when the Bible talks about Lord of hosts, he's talking about the army of God. Now, I don't want to spit or throw a shoe at the army of God. Do you? And I think when we do not take his name seriously, we are making fun of the host of the army of God that loves you, calls you beloved, wants to defeat the enemy in your life, and wants to give you life. Genesis, we learn that the name of God is Elohim. In the beginning, God. The very root word for God is El, Elohim, is the plural form of God in the book of Genesis chapter 1. There is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And he said, let us make man in our own image. This means that God is the creator. This means that he is eternal. That he is not creation, he stands apart from our creation. El Shaddai means that God is all-powerful, and I want him on my side, don't you? Adonai means that he is Lord and Master. Jesus said, you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I tell you to do. You don't reach lost people. You don't pray for lost people. Am I really your Lord? That's what taking the name of the Lord is really all about. Probably the most comprehensive way we have been revealed by the name of the Lord was when he spoke to Moses on that mountain and said, I'm Yahweh. I am who I am. I am who I will be. I exist, not in creation, but apart from creation. And I created all that there is. I do not comprehend or begin to comprehend the mystery of the awesome God who loves us, who created us in His image, who sent His Son Jesus into this world to take our place on a cross and pay the punishment of our sin. I don't understand it all. I don't understand how God could just speak and everything comes into existence. I don't understand how Jesus could say, Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And he did. The great church father Augustine said, If you can comprehend something, it is not God. All idols that we make, we comprehend. We understand it. We use it for our purposes. But the Lord God who stands apart from his creation 
to whom we will give account of our life. Sometimes I just don't understand what he's doing. Do you? I admit that. I don't understand about COVID. I don't know what God's doing through all of that. But I know he's with us in Jesus Christ. 9-11. This is called natural evil in theology. I don't understand that. We were attacked by an enemy that hates us. People cry out when natural disaster happens, like in Miami. I was trained to go as a chaplain to those events. And the state said, don't even mention God. And when I got there, the first question they asked was what? Where's God? Why did God do this? People want to know, where is God? And why am I going through what I'm going through? I have a niece, precious niece. The age of my son who passed away. She lives in Dallas, Texas. I have her permission. Some of you came to the memorial service. You met her but may not remember her. Leslie and Joel. She has three born children. Beautiful kids. But she also had three miscarriages. I say that tenderly right now. Because that is the kind of grief a mother endures all her life. And Joel wrote to me, and I mean, uh, my niece Leslie wrote to me through the Facebook account, and I called her. And she said, I went on a retreat with our church. She said, I figured out that I don't know why things happen. And she said, I am okay with that now. And I wrote back to her, and I even called her, and I said, oh, sweet niece of mine, I don't know is an okay place to be. I don't know is an okay place to be. If you can comprehend something, it's not God, Augustine said. And as your pastor in this interim, I have come to learn that those who climb the mountain of pain Hear me clearly. Take this home with you. Write it down. Maybe it'll help you. Watch it on the Facebook page. I have come to learn, listen carefully, that those who climb the mountain of pain have a better understanding of God than me or anyone else that's living the good life. You know what I mean by the good life? 80% of Meade County is living the good life today, and they're not in church, and they're not serving the Lord. They're not ministering to the Lord. You are, and I thank God you're here, and I pray that you will hear a word from the Lord. God is incomprehensible. And yet the Apostle Paul tells us, you can know Him. God is beyond comprehension, and yet He invites us to know Him personally. Okay, God is beyond comprehension, but you can have a relationship and know Him personally. How? That's the second point of my message. It is the name of God in Jesus Christ that transforms us. And the name Jesus is Yeshua in uh, Hebrew, and it means salvation. 
And, Je- and the Lord Father, when Jesus was baptized, spoke from that cloud and he said, like a dove that fell upon him, uh, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So it is in the name of Jesus, God come to us from heaven to earth, beyond the existence of this world. God coming to us in the person, in the form of a human being in a manger, growing up, in, born in Bethlehem, growing up in Nazareth, ministering in Galilee. And he said to those who chose to follow him, I call you friend. I want you to know the love of God. And I want you to know the peace of God. And so we're transformed by faith in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, His beloved. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of ourselves. It is God's gift, not of works, lest any of us should boast. So it is the name of Jesus that transforms us from sinner to saint. You're called saint, believers, in the Bible. All through the letters of the Apostle Paul, you are called saint. And what is a saint? Someone whose life is sacred to God. All life is sacred to God. Those who are saved are set apart for service unto God. And that's why you're called holy. You're not holy because you work hard in church. You're not holy because you do good things at, at, uh, in the community where you live. You are transformed and made holy by the Holy One, Jesus, who lives in you in the person and the power of the Holy Spirit of God. That's the only reason you're called a saint. That's the only reason you're called a saint. So be careful that we don't let our stinking thinking. Everybody ever listen to Zig Ziglar? That old boy from Mississippi? Him and Jerry Clower come from the same town. Yazoo City, Mississippi. Okay, some of you know that guy. Old Zig Ziglar talking about success and seeing at the top. Taught a Sunday school class at First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. He talked about stinking thinking. The Bible talks about it too. Proverbs 4.23 says, Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. You become who you think you are. You do what you're thinking. One of my favorite devotional writers these days is Paul Tripp. Some of you read him. He said, when you think you're righteous, when you think you're righteous, you expect others to be righteous as well. So you become demanding, judgmental, and constantly disappointed in other people. Wow. You know, folks, serving the Lord is not about me. Preaching from this pulpit is not about me. When Rick Warren wrote that book about the purpose-driven life, first sentence said, it's not about you, it's about Jesus. Apostle Paul said, if you get stinking thinking on your brain, you have the power to begin to give thanks to God for this life and experiences you have of whatever is true, let your mind dwell on what's true. 
of what's noble. Let your mind dwell on courage and nobility. What is right? There are things that are right and there are things that are wrong according to the word of God. Not my standard, but God's standard. Whatever is lovely. I got a haircut yesterday. I go to a place called Tri-City Barber School in Louisville on Preston Street. Six dollars, guys. Six dollars. Can you believe that? Six bucks. And what a great witnessing opportunity. Guy cutting my hair. His name is Mike. Hello, Mike, if you're listening today. He said I could use his name. I said, why did you choose to be a barber? He said, there's just something artistic and creative about it. He began to tell me his story. His brother is an evangelical preacher and pastor. He's close to his brother. He's raising a seven-year-old son. And I gave him a tip, and I said, you go spending on that boy on the way home. Give him the best candy bar you can. You go home and you tell him what he doesn't hear in the world, that you love him. And beloved, God wants you to know that. I don't want anybody leaving this church today without hearing this from the Bible, from the Lord Jesus Christ. You are beloved. Where do you find that in the Bible, Pastor? Well, it's in the book of Jude, chapter 3. Y'all don't know your Bible, do you? How many chapters in the book of Jude? Only one chapter, it's just Jude. I like that name. He said, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, brother James, to those who are the called, those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy and peace and love be multiplied. To you. That's what God wants you to hear when He calls your name. He not only knows your name, He knows how many hairs are on your head, He knows what you're thinking right now. And if you're drifting away somewhere, remember, before you get too far, you are loved by God. Thirdly, the name of God anoints us. Yes, my friends, the name of God anoints us. We have power to go with the authority of the name of Jesus Christ into Meade County and into your network of friends and loved ones and associates regardless of where they are. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. All authority. It is the name of Jesus that separates the crowd. People talk about God. People talk about their religious beliefs. But when you say, Jesus, there's a quiet in the room. Say that name with me. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name, Master, Savior. Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Sing it with me. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that Somebody give praise to Jesus today. We go with the authority of Jesus to speak about our story to those who are looking for life, those who are searching for meaning. They're all around you. They're in your family. They're your neighbors. They're all around us. Let's get comfortable with saying the name of Jesus the name of Christ, Jesus Christ. Christ is not his last name, by the way. Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, our Lord. Let's get comfortable with telling our story. Before that, we even listen to their story. We'll talk more about that in Gospel to Every Home. Will you bow your head with me? Every head bowed and everyone please close your eyes for just a moment. Lord Jesus, we come before you in this hour to give you praise that you are greater than our understanding, that you are fully and totally revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. Now we know who you are as we study Jesus. We know now that we are sent by the authority and power of Jesus, who is King of kings and Lord of lords and sits at the right home uh, throne of the, uh, of the Father, making intercession through the Holy Spirit for every person that believes in Jesus. And yet, Father, sitting in this place, there are people who have not yet given their life to Him. I pray that as we sing this song, they will come. I pray that they will hear a tug of the Holy Spirit saying today is the day of salvation that there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved than in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to the Sunday morning worship service of the Ekron Baptist Church. You too can accept the eternal life offered by Jesus Christ. First, admit that you are a sinner. Then believe that Jesus Christ can forgive you of your sins and ask Him to come into your heart and change your life. Then confess your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. If you've made this decision today, write to us at the Akron Baptist Church, 2775 Hayesville Road, Akron, Kentucky, 40117. If you're looking for a church home, we invite you to be a part of our growing family with programs and Bible studies for all ages. Join us next Sunday at 11 a.m. for morning worship from the Akron Baptist Church. Until that time, may God bless.